All right. So million reasons to be a plant. We should be plants, but uh, you guys don't get to hear that conversation. So um, today I'm going to get guys. We wanted to talk about uh, advice to 18 year olds. We had an awesome conversation the other day about is college worth it? Um, so we can talk about, you know, if you're an 18 year old and, and if you're looking to do certain things, if you're looking to go to college, here's some advice from a bunch of idiots on what to do. Um, maybe some paths we did, maybe some things we wouldn't have done. Um, but either way, this is going to be a completely opinionated piece on what we feel uh, is advice we could give to help the next generation avoid either some of the pitfalls we made or also take some of the same routes that we did uh, to avoid certain pitfalls. Um, so it's going to be pretty open-ended and fun. Um, you know, and when we say advice, we're kind of talking about a little bit more career focused and financially focused than we are um, just like emotional uh, life advice um, type of advice to 18 year olds. Uh, so I could edit that and say financial. Um, so I guess we, we can open this up. Um, you know, Josh, if you kind of wanted to kind of start with some thoughts to get some conversations going on, you know, some big pieces of advice you have to 18 year olds looking for the next path. Yeah. So I would say, and we kind of touched on this last week, but like, think of the decision, go to college, go to the military, to go in the workforce as like, are you going to spend money on this? So like, are you going to spend money on college? Um, are you going to spend money on training to get a job? Like that's an investment in yourself, like a financial investment, also like, you know, an investment of your non-financial life. And so I would recommend people is like, try to do that smartly. Don't do it because like everyone's telling you, you have to go to college. So you go to like, I don't know, the biggest school in your state or whatever. Hey, are so, you, are you like calling one of us out or something? No, I'm not. Do you like think I'm better? calling you out? Uh, well, yeah. You know, I'm going to take a lot of this personal because I feel like I chose it. <laughs> I just went because I was supposed to. So I did yeah. the advice and I agree with Josh guys. I did exactly what he's saying not to do. I went to college to the biggest school, maybe the biggest school in our state, because I was told to go to college. I didn't analyze any of the situation around it. But sorry, keep going, Josh. I thought that was a great point. Well, no, I mean, I think that's like a problem with like college is that people just go and then, you know, you don't really use your time effectively if you don't know what you want to do. So you're, I don't know, in the dorms, living it up, staying up till 4 a.m., not going to class never going to class, playing computer games. Sorry, I'm describing one of our friends who- I know exactly, <laughs> I'm with you. We're all here, we all know. It's not me, which I, guys, just- It's not Sam. Listening. It's not me, which, it, you know, there's other ways we could have described my experience, but this is a very specific person that I guarantee we all know, who we love. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't really know any 18 year olds right now. So like, I don't well, know how- I don't know what they know that I didn't know at 18. And I think it's a good point. I hope they know more than I knew when I was yeah. 18. They know how to work reason to think that they do. Do we, do we have reason to think that they do? I think so, yeah. because in the, like the media landscape, the, the like conversation around college is like, it's super expensive and it doesn't provide that much of a benefit. Whereas I think when I was 18, I didn't hear any of that, or at least I didn't pay attention to it. Maybe they're talking about it. I would say, Jacob, that's a great point. My reason, so my personal reason to think uh, they do have more information than we did are the industry leaders. So the largest companies on planet earth are now telling kids, you don't need college. They very plainly state you need skills. Like don't, 
Like, let's not equate both. Like, you can't just not go to college and not have skills. But when Google comes out, like, I feel like when we when we were graduating high school, I, the idea of someone getting a job at Google, you you absolutely had to go to college. Like, there was no in between. And maybe that was my perception of it. But I feel like with those people come publicly coming out and saying, like, college is not, you know, necessary. And then with the millennial generation, I think being strapped or going to college and not pursuing that, I think there's a lot more voices out there. So that they could be heard more. Now, does that change the institutions they're stuck in or maybe the parental guidance that they're getting um, to, to kind of tell them to go to college? Maybe not. Um, but my last thought on that, Josh, was like an awesome quote I heard and I wanted to share it and somehow intertwine it with this. So I'm glad I was able to right away. But it, when you were talking about people should look at it as an investment, I heard this amazing thing and it happened to be because my business is borrowing some money right now. And this woman said, I don't know, I'm not going to verify her because I don't know if she's legit, but she said, this is what she learned being around the super rich. And she said, whenever they take out a loan, they don't call it debt or a loan. They look at it as that's how much it costs to buy that money. So if you can take that money and make more money with it, it's a worthwhile way to buy it. Like, like you would most other, you know, investment-based products. If I buy this building, this building can generate me enough money so then I can keep it. Right. And so it was kind of a cool concept. And so I think to go back to your point, Josh, if we look at college of like, if they're going to let you borrow $250,000 at whatever percentage, that's your cost to buy that money. Do you have faith and belief that that value is you're going to be able to earn more to pay back that investment or get your, get your return out of that purchase of money? Um, so I thought that was super interesting to look at it as investment, but Jacob, I guess to, to flip it back to you, that was kind of my thought is why we would have reason to think, hopefully they would know better. I guess we would also be referring to Gen Z in this, in this scenario. They would be the next next up. I didn't know what your thoughts were on that, Jacob. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Do um, you think they, they have that? Th I think that there's one big unknowable variable in here, and that is, I, at least I personally, I think this is generally true, um, I'm just uh, more informed of what's going on than I was in high school. Um, so yeah, I mean, probably it's true that you have companies now that are advertising things about college that they didn't then. But like, if that's getting through at the same level that it would have when I was 18, I don't know if it would make a difference. Yeah, it might not be like, it might not actually be getting into the 18 year old, you know, discussion and culture of like what they do on a daily basis type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Jake, what do you think? I'm actually really excited for this. So let's kind of like reset after Josh's advice. Jake, you have, how about this? You have 18 year old, you're giving them advice on what they want to do. What are some questions you might ask them? What are some advice, pieces of advice you might give them? What are your thoughts on, on a couple of different options on 18 year old could do from, from your perspective? First I'd ask, do you know what you want to do? If their answer what? is yes, I said, why do you know do you want to do that? And do you know like what areas, like for instance, do you want to go to kinesiology? Do you do you think you're strong at science or want to be? The answer is no. Then it's like, yeah, I don't know if you haven't figured it out yet. So you probably should go to community college. If uh if they know for sure, and like that school they're going to is like Kate got into Purdue, who's like a top uh, vet school. So like if that's like your goal then go to Purdue, right? Yep. But um, if you're not sure, do community college. There's way more 
less expensive. And if you really have no clue and you hate college, go to the Marines or Army of something of that nature. Um, or go get real life experience and go do sales or something. I don't know. But, or, you know, something that field, whatever it is that you are interested in. But that would be my advice. It would not be to go to college if you have no clue what you want to do because that's just a waste of money and time. So that's a great question. So would you say in all categories, if I know what I want to do, college is the best route for me? Yeah. Okay, so then- Probably. The, I mean, what if- So you, here's like, the first disagreement. Like I yeah, adamantly I think that's- that. I think that's a whole- Like I think in still most professions and most things you would want to do, college would be one of the least advantageous things to do that. I think, I think actually learning the skill directly- you know, is significantly better. And with the plethora of information for free, unless a degree is required to get the job, I think you would take a serious look at what are the other opportunities to learn this thing I want to do. You know, and I, I get, I get, this hits home in my specific profession of digital marketing. Like I learned absolutely zero from college. Now I'm sure nowadays I could have learned a few more skills that would have been applicable for what I do now, but nothing would be more applicable than Google's free course, which teaches me how to be a Google expert on ads. Um, you know, or Facebook's course, which cost me a total of $500 to take six different tests to, to do those types of things. Um, you know, so, so I would definitely say like, if you want to do sales, I don't, I don't think there's a single college class that's going to teach me how to sell any better than any book I could read or go it just door depends door. on what depends on what sales you're going into too. Cause like you, like pharmaceutical companies won't even look at you nowadays, unless you have some sort of science bachelor degree. Right. So, so if if that is the requirement for that job great but i could sell high-end software with no degree mm -hmm. yeah but like what percentage of of jobs don't require a degree i feel like everything requires a degree now like more or less because everyone has some type of degree but do they require it what's the percentage the that has a degree it's less than 50 percent let's see hard josh you looking oh i'll I mean, here's what, is showing. here's what I would say, Josh, to that statement is like, they may say they require a degree, but that job does not require a degree. Uh, you know, like there's certain ones that like, you can't do what you do, Josh, without a degree. You can't, yeah. they won't let you. So like, I do think there's to a point when you get to a certain high level, but like, I'll give you an example, ironically from a friend we know about that we were just talking about, but their mom was a CFO of a company or, or whatever, the head accountant for a company. She had been working there for 15 years. She knew every piece of information she needed to know to do the next level of her job. But they required her to go to get an MBA as if that actually had any bearing on the knowledge she needed to deliver her service for that job. It was more of a status thing. And so I think a lot of times we're still moving away from that era of you need a college degree. So they'll put it on there. Like, and I can only speak for the singular anecdotal piece of evidence of the job I got hired for that required a bachelor's degree. I got there and they plainly found out I did not have a bachelor's degree. And they were willing to offer me the job because it was, the bachelor's degree actually didn't have any determination to the to the skill of the job. Wait, wait, Sam, are you saying that degrees being a strict requirement are becoming more or less common? I missed that part. Less common? Less common, but I still think they're, I think they're still exceptionally there in, I still think jobs say that. Gotcha. Right. Like, I still think they're going to say, like, we need a fucking intro level trainer. I require a college degree. Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. I think you're you, looking at different ways, though. Like, 
Like you're looking at it as like the small business owner type, but like those major corporations, they just don't care. So you mean Google, Apple, who both publicly said they don't require a college degree to get their job. They, they say require that just, you to pass interviews and coding they, tests. What they say crap just to get people in the door and to get them in, just to get so but you can't, they, but you can't there may be a the genius, there may be a genius programmer, but I can't get them in the door unless I put that ad out there. Now they're in the door. So like then the they didn't require a college degree. To guarantee if you look at their at their LinkedIn, a majority of them have degrees. Guarantee it. Yeah, one of my old coworkers um, was a genius, uh, like uh, statistical modeling guy. Uh, he was doing some of those types of Google searches to find uh, predictive modeling type things. And um, because of his searches, they triggered something in Google's algorithm where it like popped up here, take this test. Um, and if you do well, you'll be a candidate to interview for a job at Google. Um, he took it, he did well, he got an interview. They said the interview went well, but because he didn't have a computer science degree, not just a degree, but because he didn't have a computer science degree, he didn't get the job. Yeah. yeah. What it's year was this? 2017, maybe? Okay, it's pretty recent. Yeah. So according to bestcolleges.com, Nearly 94 million or 42% of Americans aged 25 and older have some type of college degree. And what's the employment rate for that same age group? 25 and older? Uh, well, I, I think unemployment is like, like, I don't know, think about, it like, think about it like this. So my fucking, say my dad had a computer science degree and he goes mm -hmm. to apply versus me. Like your computer science degree was in 1980, bro. You don't know anything that's relevant to nowadays. Why would I want to hire that person? Like, I guess when I look at it like this, there's just, there's a multitude of ways to make money without a college degree and a skill set that you enjoy and a thing that you like. When I think previous generations, that didn't exist. You were working for major, like the reason I think small business, Jake, is because before our generation, there was very small amount of opportunities if it wasn't for a large corporation or it wasn't like your dad's job. We couldn't all just start businesses. Like you couldn't, I can do it on legal zoom in 10 minutes, you know, and then I can have an audience on social media. And so I think that that's where my mindset goes is that the way we look at employment, thinking that I need a job at a large corporation to do what I want to do. That's where I think that's an outdated ideal. So I guess that's might be where we're kind of like, you're probably right. If you're looking at the largest corporations, the bulk of their jobs. Also the the larger corporations also like you're right in terms of the hiring process but also they're some of the only ones with amazing training processors like that's the problem right now with like the mortgage industry is like quicken loans has like their training is just astronomical compared to any other mortgage company out there and like that's a huge deal so like you want a degree in order to get in there to get that training do you also ever think that the people that own these companies want people with degrees because they're just good at putting their head down and doing what they're told I think that's like a there's no, I yeah I think okay so if you have a population of people that are applying to your job and you have half of them that have college degrees and half don't it's a very like businessy decision to say okay these people can stick with something for four years and they have a degree out of it that's what I'm going to value more so than like the knowledge they gained in the degree like that's what I see it's like a 
a bar that you can get over. It's like, okay, you're good enough to do something for four years and not quit. There's a professor um, named Robin Hansen who has written a book called The Elephant in the Brain. And it's about, um, I think it's like subtitled something about hidden incentives. Um, and uh, he has a lot of things where that, that the, where he claims that the reason that we do these things isn't the, the, the real reason we do these things isn't the reason that we give. And he has some, and one of them is education. He has some statistics that show uh, something like the average um, amount of income you get over a lifetime based on how much schooling you've completed. So like year one year of high school, two, three, four, one year of college, two, three, four, and probably above and below that. Um, and one of the things that he noticed is that each of those additional years of school leads to more income over a lifetime. Um, but like the fourth year of high school or the fourth year of college is the increase from three to four is about as much as, as the increase from zero to three. So um, so based on that, there I think is something to what Josh is saying about just showing that you can stick to it. Because um, I don't think it's plausible to say that the amount that you learn in that fourth year is the amount useful that you learn in that fourth year is equal to the amount useful you learned in the previous three combined. Yeah. I would, would you say start an IRA no matter what you do? I mean, I would say it's going to be tough to invest money if you have to put yourself $250,000 in debt immediately. Just factor it in. So like, I guess that's where my yeah. situation is, Jacob. So when we look at a lot of these studies of like, college i'd be curious of what years they actually looked over and what was the average debt taken on by the people that actually went to this college because i just know people that have been super successful out of college that have astronomical amount of debt they did everything they were supposed to do they graduated with their masters they did it on time they never missed a student loan payment they got the job they were hired for and they have an astronomical amount of debt and i don't feel like i feel like that's a new phenomenon which is why i guess i lean on this is why we we don't know as much as our past tells us because all of our parents could have went to college for significantly cheaper than we all did. Now, there's people on this call that went to college successfully, figured out how to manage their money, figured out how to do those things. I am not one of them. I had parents that helped me through that situation. And I'll be honest about that. But like, that's where I struggle with it is like, you know, if somebody like graduates now, you know, with a master's in business administration, and they have 250K in debt and they can only get an entry level job because they have no experience. Well, they're gonna to continue to accrue more debt than they can keep up with because they're not making enough money. You know, and so I'm just guess I'm curious that like, I'm not sure, cause I don't know how much of that data of like debt graduated with is really coming into play of why our generation of millennials are buying homes at historic lows or why millennials hold a historically low amount of wealth for being the single most educated generation. So like that makes me concerned of like, why are we saying college is still the most viable when again- Well, we know the yeah. answer. Hit me with it. Avocado toast. Well, fair. Yeah, we eat way too much of that. But I don't know, I actually love that. But organic I, avocado toast, please. Yeah, seriously, because that's what makes it more whole wheat bread, organic avocados, you know, 
friendly farm. But I guess that's where my struggle is, is like a lot of the data we have to college that shows you're going to make this. I did like your point about third to fourth year, but you're going to make this much of X more dollars if you graduate. And I'm like, sweet, because my fucking, you know, grandparents could have worked one summer job to pay for four years of college. My parents could have worked a summer job each summer to pay for college. We could work a summer job each summer to pay for the interest potentially totally on the loans we had to take out to go to college. So like, that's where I think that has to be like that 18 year olds need to know that. Here's my thing. They won't let you buy a house for $250,000, but they will let you go into debt for education for $260,000. I saw that TikTok too. That concerns me. Why? (laughs) Why is that more valuable when the return is not there? The housing market is- Whoa, that's a claim- that I don't think you can make. Hit me with it. That the return is not there. I would say on average, buying a home, your return is a better often than people getting $250,000 of debt in college. I bet that loan will get repaid in full faster if it's a mortgage than if it's a student loan. Why would that be the statistic that matters here? Which one gets repaid faster? Well, I guess I would assume that was what the lender would want. They would probably just want to have more money paid back, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. We're that's like a lot of different things. Cause like also for schooling, if you drop out in three and a half years, then the whoever provided that loan to you, there's no collateral. But like if you stop paying your house, they just take your house and it's probably gonna be worth more than what right. Mortgages. So why are you sitting there not letting me buy a house, but you're letting me get student debt that I can flake on and not be able to pay back? Like that shows me it's a fucking scam. Like you well, it's, I'm 18 and you won't give, you won't give me a loan for anything else because I have no collateral. I have no nothing, but it's for school. How much money you want? We'll give it all. And we'll think, forbearance while we jack your interest rate up. Do you think the, the problem is that school is now expected when yeah. back when our parents were growing up, it was not expected. So I they know the, they could charge you up the ass. The argument is probably investing in education is better for the individual and society than housing at that stage of your life man i would ask them how that student debt got higher than like got over a trillion dollars and if they still think that's true yeah and i think a lot of like the problem with that is like the experiment is still ongoing right because like there's no end point so there'll be something like probably not catastrophic but it'll just be like insidious and like the fact that we can't buy houses will continue for another 10 years and then all the boomers will try to sell their houses and no one can, and then it becomes a problem. Yeah, or just the few people that want capitalism will buy all the houses, right? Like BlackRock did during this last wave. Yeah. And I don't wanna to get too off track, but when I'm giving advice to 18 year olds, I guess my advice is like, really think about why they're willing to give you that loan and keep you on the hook forever, but they're not willing to give you a loan or for an asset that they could take back. Why are they willing to, why are they trying to put you in debt right now? Why is that? The expected path post high school. Either way, the kid says, all right, I'm not going to college and I don't know what I want to do because I'm not doing the Marines. I'm going to do real life. What's your financial advice you're giving yourself at 18? Then, If you're just going to go work, what are you going to do? Live with your parents, drive the crappiest car you can, and invest. Do you IRA? Do you, you, what what do you set up? I think you're overcomplicating investing, Jake. So like all an IRA is- I know, I'd I'd be on board. Yeah. IRA. Uh, Agreed. But like, I would agree with invest, but I would also say get an applicable skill that's in need. Like if you don't know what you want to do and you don't know what you need, there's two different ways to look at this. What's a skill in need and what's a skill that's never going to die? 
Like those would be two things I would look at. And so like, for me, the skill and need is digital shit. If you can navigate your life in a digital world and speak in a digital market, there is no requirement for age. The second largest YouTuber on planet earth is eight years old. Wait, there is, isn't, that, is that true? Yes. And he, he literally reviews toys and he makes like $17 million a year. It's oh, his God. parents. And I he's understand. Gonna, he's going to have such a terrible life. Maybe, but like he definitely, at least, at least the money won't be the reason, yeah. you know, hopefully his parents are teaching him actually other stuff. So like, here's my best, best thing. The one I didn't do put money in some sort of investment. I don't give a shit. Like, any investment. Now I recommend as much as I hate this, a super stable investment, like an index fund. You didn't say crypto, but I would have said at the time when I wanted to invest, it was crypto and I didn't do it. I would be filthy rich, probably not as rich as I think I would be. Cause I would have sold way faster before this got up, but I didn't do any investing at all. The only investment I ended up making was after I went into debt out of college and then all of the best investments I ever made were in self-education outside of college. Now, does this maybe speak that Sam should have went to college at 22 years old and not 18 years old? Maybe. But like the most money I've spent on that. So get a skill in need if it's digital or get a skill like soft skills, right? So learn to work in a group of people, you know, learn to help guide somebody, learn to help sell somebody, learn to have a conversation. Learn soft skills, which are transferable to almost any industry. So if you happen to, at 22, find your passion to go down in a mortgage route and you have a bunch of soft skills, well, then you can easily fit into a team, work in that dynamic and, you know, make sales. So I would say that's, that's good. It would be my advice if you're 18 and you're not going to college. Again, if you're a specialist, that's, that's a, I think that's just rarer. So those would be my advice, yeah. like digital and then really work on your soft skills, skills. I still am working on to this day as a 30 year old. Um, you know, I, I'm going to break from the group here. I would say, don't really worry about financial investments. I would say invest in yourself and then like blow your money on stupid stuff that you can only really do when you're 18. Cause like, I think we would all agree that like being 18 is like a very special time for like social life. And like, that's such a great time to blow money. Like if you want to go to Europe, go to Europe with some buddies. Do you feel like is that's what you did? Or do you feel like you give that advice because that's what you didn't do? Uh, I mean, I did a little bit of that, but no. if anything, I would have done more of it. Because yeah. like now it's it's like when you're older, it's like it's less impactful. Like it can bring you joy, but I think it's less impactful because like you're not still in development as much. Um, so I wish I would have like went to Europe or went to China or Africa, somewhere crazy. Yeah. Um, it did stuff like that. And even okay. if you're broke, like you're, you can live on ramen and not have it affect you as much as when you're 30 and you're like, damn, I'm old. I can't eat ramen six nights a week. Cause I'm going to have to go to the hospital cause I can't stop pooping. Right. No, I, I would say I, I took that route being somewhat spoiled and having parents that were able to afford like a thing like college for any of you guys. I want to know, I grew legal weed in college. So I had a lot of disposable income my first two years of college because I grew, it was legal weed. Um, Entrepreneurial. I had a medical card. So, um, so for me, I did a lot of that. You know, I did actually go to Europe when I was in college, you know, with Chase and did a bunch of dumb shit. And I like definitely fully agree with Josh in that situation. 
I just wouldn't have added college to the equation. I don't, don't, and again, like for anyone who's listening, I'm very business oriented and I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's the bulk of things in business don't require that. But also since I took the route of an entrepreneur, I would say if there's any category of profession, you could find super successful people that did not go to college, it would be entrepreneurship. However, the kicker to that is the bulk of the people that work for them to make their company functional went to college. So it's a double-edged sword. More of my employees went to college than did not. And actually, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, every single one of them went to college with a degree, (laughs) except for me. So while I can say here and tell people, like, I don't think you should, let's be clear, like, there is stark benefits to college. I learned more socially in college than, you know, I did probably educationally, unfortunately. But I don't know. I Well, it's kind of like. What about a gap year? Why is that a thing and not a thing in the United States? What would you have done with the gap year? Nothing. But I think you're like, I still think that telling people to invest a certain amount every month is the right thing to do because I think for me personally, it would be nice because I had all the, I had money and plenty of money. I worked 40 hours a week. I had money everywhere. Yeah. And if I would have invested instead of, you know, blowing it, I wouldn't have, I would have think uh, I would have. So, but yeah, but at least that, like educate yourself about it. Like know what the opportunity cost is for doing those things. Know what you're missing out on by not investing. Look at what, a small monthly investment could become over time. Like $200. Uh, that's it. Two, 300. That, that's not hard to do. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, just, yeah, I'm, you know, totally on board with what Josh is saying, but um, yeah, just know the true cost benefit of it. Yeah. So, how do you, yeah, so that's good advice. Just for someone who's never had student loans. But, right but Jake, can you go back to where you said you blew your money? Yeah, but wait, so hold on. Are you, are you saying that those years of you blowing your money, you took away no experiences or memories that have served you well or have benefited you in the future? Well, the first $50 that I would have spent, I would have remembered. And the second 50 or 100 after I blacked out, was not worth spending. <laughs> so so like, to answer your so, question. So it doesn't I've, sound like you spend it on actual experiences. It sounds like you spend it on booze. Booze and shots, yeah. But like, what Nipple if you would have like bought it? Right, but like, what if, <laughs> like, what if you would have bought a... We can edit that out if you want. No, I like it. What if you would have bought like, like you and Kate spent a bunch of money on your road trip? You don't feel like that brought joy to your life or value to your life. More yeah, so than if you about taken... different. I'm talking about dumbass 18 year old me who only needs a phone to text, needs a beer, and needs to be able to eat a pizza within distance. Like the only thing you're wasting money on at that time of night is is shots that are way overpriced. Yeah, but okay. So to go to Josh's point, when in your fucking life can if you do that shit right now, you're a degenerate piece of shit. Get your fucking life together. Nobody, don't talk to me. You're, you're a piece of garbage. Don't you're agree. spending your last dime on that. You have four years in your life where you can go out and buy way too many shots 
and pay us for a $7 burrito that you're going to throw up next morning. And it'd be socially okay. Like there's no other time when you can be irresponsible to that degree and it'd be okay. There's another big component to that, that, and that is that whether it's a good thing or not, like yeah. our advice, you, go you get can, black out yeah, you, you can years. only have an unplanned pregnancy when you're not planning to get pregnant. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's a like good thing necessarily that you took that experience or that it's a bad thing that you missed out on that experience. For sure. It would just be one that cannot come back in any social, socially acceptable form. Like yeah. there's a lot of things that I did in my life that wasn't blackout drunk, like up and leaving for a festival for four days. Like I can't do that now. That's not a possibility in my life. You have a baby. I can go do that right now. Go do it. Okay. Go to a festival <laughs> for four days. No, a hole where it's not these. I can't do it right now. Right? Sounds oh, so terrible to me. That's my point, though. Like, there's you have to take like vacation days and sick days, and I gotta like. There's so many other things. And like Jacob, I'm not saying don't invest. Like, trust me, it's one of my like, like when we were gonna talk about our financial mistakes, that was up there for like, why didn't I? Per, I'm, I don't know. I made a decent amount of money using my medical marijuana. I didn't put any of that away. I didn't do anything responsible that what I did do was have a great college experience and usually be able to, you know, hook my friends up with stuff when they, they hung out. And, you know, I was able to have that experience. Well, so, Sam, did, did you not do that because you made the conscious decision like, nah, fuck that? Or were you just not aware that you could and should have done that? Mike job. If I'm being honest with myself, both. I definitely don't think I had, but I definitely think if like Jacob would have came to me and told me to put money in a VTI or a Roth IRA. I said, fuck you. I'm going to go buy seven beers and take a shot. So if I'm being honest about who I was at the time, like, I don't think I would, I guess I also investment to me was always making money, not putting money and letting it make money. Mm -hmm. So like, I've always been of the mindset, like I have to make money. Like you don't make and save money. Like that's not going to, not passively. Yeah. yeah, You're not going to be successful. Just putting money away said Warren Buffett, who did exactly that. And it's super successful. But in my head, it was like, anybody can do that, but who can generate money? Who can get income? And so I guess that's where I feel super different about like my worldview was I, I spent a lot of time making sure I can earn income by any means necessary. Like I don't have a singular way to earn income. So it's like, I feel safer, which is weird because I'm not. But like to me, Josh has a singular way that's probably, I'm probably, it's probably not true, but you have a very direct way to earn money. But if somebody pulls the plug on that direct way to earn money and you can't get hired in that direct way, you need to figure out how to drive income from another path of life. I think you could, because I, I know who you are, but I guess that's where my head always went. Mm-hmm. Rather than like maybe the route you and Jacob took. I've become very good at what I do. And I'm going to earn money in this silo. And I'm going to rely that I'm going to do a good job. And so the person that hired me is going to keep me. And probably my longstanding distaste for authority growing up made me say, like, I can't rely on the person in charge of me to, like, be there for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll do it. So I'm probably jaded when anybody's listening to me talk on where I feel about this future. But, like, 
learning to earn income. I, I can't say that enough. I still like it. Maybe I think everybody should learn to sell shit. Like, I think, I think everyone should be in, uh, like some type of service industry. Speaking of someone who kind of missed that boat, like my like crappy high school job was like bagging groceries, which is like very very light service industry. But yeah. I feel like being a waiter or like a bartender or server is like invaluable experience into like seeing what humans, how shitty like we actually are. I don't think you should give that much credit to the uh, the restaurant industry. No offense, Jacob. Um, Why do you say that? <laughs> what? Why do you say that? Have you worked at a restaurant? Uh, it's a lot of the people I've hired from restaurants in the past. Um, like the restaurant industry tends to have like a really negative uh, mindset, and uh, uh, I haven't met very many happy people who don't. How many service jobs have you worked? Because I think no, you would I worked. That would be that's the service industry is what you're describing. Yeah, I met like like daily. a server and a restaurant have re- manager. Have you worked retail? A bartender. They're all yep. such worked fucking retail negative people. Right. I think Josh is making that point. I think you're falling right into it. Have you ever worked one of those jobs? What? Have I? Have you ever worked in a frontline service industry? I had door-to-door. Does that count? So I think if you would have, you would realize why they all are negative and hate their lives. Because people are bags of shit. Bro, I no, worked I in t- catering for the first year when I moved out here. You, you might as well, you're just trash when you work in that industry. But it definitely allows you to see the scope of what people value and what people don't. I was also, I was trained through sales first. So my automatic impact is everybody's having a shitty day. Let's make it better. Not like, oh, let me absorb this person because they're yelling at me. Like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of, to to. I think there's probably a lot of overlap between sales and service in terms of like, human behavior learning depends on what type of sales in my opinion cold calling sales are a lot different than like high ticket sales yeah probably cold calling sales you feel a lot more like you're a caterer or waitress wait or actually like- I, I have one more question for the old when when did you uh guys first have an ira like what age this we don't have to go like deep into it i just i don't remember ever talking about this in college with anyone jail though 30 401k was much sooner, but I still don't have one. 100% of my wealth went into starting a business. Yeah, I zero dollars after that. I think I didn't have an IRA until like last year as well. So, like, again, like, this is great stuff to tell an 18 year old. Like, figure out what an IRA is and all these like weird 401k IRA. Like, it's not that complicated. You can do it. It's going to seem like you have no idea what's going on. And then, like, after you do like, two hours of research over like two and a half weeks you're basically like more knowledgeable than 85 percent of the population would you say that a thousand dollars 10 years ago an ira now would be worth more than putting like no it depends where you invest it you have to invest so here's the the end of when you put money into an ira you want to hear the end of jake's question more than what more than five thousand dollars. No, did you I invest it? I don't think so. Did For you invest dollars in? Let an people IRA. know you can't just put money into an IRA. I you know have that. to put Moving it into an IRA and then invest it after. I, okay, it I invested in the, in the Vanguard. Okay, now what? All right, we moved on. 
I'm just making sure because a lot of people actually just put money in an IRA and they let it sit there. And then they lose money to inflation because they don't realize they need to do invest their money in the IRA. So from January 2010 till now, just because that's where I clicked on the screen, uh, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, VTI, is up 300%. So it'd be like $3,000. Triple your money. So you still, yeah. I mean, which is a sexy amount of money. Yeah, that's a pretty good return. Um, A nice rule of thumb is double every nine years. So if, um, and and that is, you know, compounding, doubling, and then nine more years, it doubles again. So that's four times. Nine more years, doubles again. So that's eight times. Yeah. yeah, that's so, assuming 8% average return, which I think is. You know, I, so would you say you would give every 18-year-old, Jacob, a just crash course in how freaking incredible compounding interest is? Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, until like someone like hit me in the face with it, and now it's like later, and I mean, it's, I could still do it, but you're just like, God damn, compounding interest is sexy. Like, it really is when it's laid out. But if yeah. you just tell an 18-year-old to invest, it's yeah. really hard for them to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Lost my train of thought. Someone else go. But yeah, no, oh, I agree. Einstein possibly apocryphally um, called it the, how many wonders of the world are there? The eighth wonder of the world, <laughs> compound interest. Yeah, did. Oh, so... I was going to say this. So if you, yeah, I lost it again. (laughs) (laughs) I had to write it down. He was so so confident. He was so ready to go. Gone again. But it's your butterflies. (laughs) (laughs) Long gone. So, oh, wait, I got it. So we sound old as shit because younger generations probably talking about all the different apps they use. Like, like yeah, I got Robinhood when I was 19 years old. And yeah, I've been doing Acorn since I was, I don't know, I guess you probably have to be 18. So since 18 years old. You know what I mean? Like, these are, these are apps you probably should just be downloading and not being a, a piece of shit and just well, using well, I would say, like, let's be cautious. I think, I think not all apps are created equal, and I, I think all ways to trade are not created equal. And I think if you're going to use the method, I would recommend. And, and Jacob, please step in and correct me if I'm wrong here. But if I would use the method that I would recommend to almost all 18 year olds you use, which is buy and hold it and forget about it, then you definitely should not have Robinhood. You should have a, you should build, you should have like a Vanguard portfolio, or you should have something else. Because Robinhood feels too much like a game. It is. And I think, right. And I think people underestimate when they come to investing, because I did this early on, but you can beat the game. You can't. Well, they did. Okay. Agreed. Phil Ivy beats everybody at poker. You can't. So I think that's important to know for investors. And I've dealt with this in crypto and that when I try to talk to about people, they want to like play shit. And I imagine that's even crazier than the stock market. Like buy it and forget about it. And somebody on this call gave me that advice of like, just be basic with it, buy it, hold it and keep it there. And by the time you need it, you're good to go. 
And so to me, Robinhood, public, these types of things, Acorns, maybe not Acorns. Acorns is actually a cool, unique little product. But like they allude you to the idea that, and they send you freaking updates and shit. I don't care that my VTI went down half a percentage point. I'm not a trader. So I think it's important for those apps, for people to be cautious, uh, especially because they let you do shit like margin trade. They let you trade with money you don't have. That's terrifying. And I don't think any 18-year-old should do that. I don't know what you guys think, but I think if you're 18 and you're looking to investing, you're, you're putting money somewhere and leaving it till you're 40, if not longer. I just say 40 because I think when you tell an 18-year-old to leave it till they're 60, they're like, yeah, fuck you. I just honestly do. Like, think about it. I wouldn't eight, listen. Right. You're 18 to 20. You're invincible, bro. I don't need to do yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that that it does is it's all a balance. Like Josh was saying, do the experiences, but it is all a balance because the other thing that this does is it's not necessarily like it just has to sit there. What it can do is it can take years off of the time you have to be working and you can do whatever you want for the rest of your life at some point. And if you start earlier, then that starts sooner and totally acknowledge that it's a balance. Um, and there are some things that, you know, you can do at 18, like we were saying that you can't do even if you retire young. Um, but yeah, I, I, for, for me, framing things in terms of years of life that I get to do whatever I feel like is a valuable way to think of it. So now this is maybe morbid. So you're just guaranteeing those later years of your life. Right, like you're guaranteeing that, like, if I can retire at 50, I'm going to live to 85. Well, you're a vegan, so you're going to live forever like me, but that's, that's fine. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's, yeah. I think, where it's hard when you're young and dumb to, like, picture freedom is going to be nice at 50. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, and that's why completely acknowledges all the balance yeah. but um yeah and i think, I think for the more dramatic people like me that's why it's a little bit harder my like, favorite total drama queen so it's like if, can you tell me to wait for my money till i'm 60 I'm like might as well be dead but go ahead jay your point to what you're saying is this, a guy that was an ex msu football player and he put a a, a post on there about how like he sold his one of his stocks that like blew up and he's like i think it was like pen gaming he's like if i would have held on to that he goes man i'd have so much money right now he's like but i sold it because i was low on money and i need some cash at the moment it's like that's not how you should be investing it's like you know taking it out and like essentially using it as like your savings like i feel like that's just like a, a terrible idea but i do feel like since it is so easy to get to you know i'd have made a lot of really really dumb mistakes um on Robin Hood being blackout drunk in college. I can, I can hundred percent tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, the guy at the bar told me that, that, you know, that pen gaming was going to blow up tomorrow. So I, I emptied my, 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 all my money. It's in there. Do you think me or you would not be in prison for some sort of fraud or some sort of bullshit? If we had Robin Hood in college, me or you would not be able to be on this call. We would not exist. We would have, fucked over the wrong people we would have done some wrong shit i am happy i am so fucking happy 
Robin Hood did not exist while I was in college. So fuck, I would have margin traded my way into a billion dollars of debt. Like hands down, there is no doubt about it. But here's what I want to do. I want to like literally flip the coin on what Jacob was saying on like investing. And I know he wasn't like dire. He did talk about balance, but here's what's a really cool opportunity in my current belief on investing that might be a lot different than everybody else's is how much can you leverage debt, money earned and given from other people into tangible assets that can work for you. But I can guarantee you this, if you start investing at 18 years old and putting money in a way into a stable index fund, you can leverage that money by the time you're 28 to, to buy asset to buy assets, limited assets or cash producing assets. And that's something I couldn't do because I did not generate any income for the longest time. And as much as being an entrepreneur school guy, here's the harsh reality. Unless you make fuck you money, which I don't, nobody values self-employed income. Nobody. It doesn't exist, right? If you're buying commercial real estate, unless you have fuck you money, does not matter. If you're buying a house, you better make freaking like double what the house is worth for them to even consider putting you on that house, right? So there is a huge gap to what I'm saying when it comes to taking the route that I took, which means you're probably more likely than not to not get a salary job. You're going to have to produce your own income. There's going to be some hardships. And a lot of mine personally could have been avoided by taking Jacob's route, a better balance between investing and having fun. My fun is what made me be able to earn my own income. But my lack of investing is what made me have to have my wife buy the house, not me. My income, no matter how much it was, not, not no matter how much, again, if I was rich, different story. But you know, if I'm making a six-figure income as a self-employed person, my wife's income at $50,000 being W-2 holds more weight. She also could only uh, get her job with a college that's degree. Not, that's not true though. On. Okay, well then talk if to my you're two years of income and you don't write off everything in the world like you probably do, then you probably are fine. If you wrote off only 20000 and you showed $80,000 salary, well then, hey, let's go talk. It's not if a salary. If you write off and show a $20,000 salary, not yeah, a salary. here's your, your $60,000 house. Not cool. a salary is the problem, bro. Cool, here's your profit. You made 40000 that year. Here's your $120,000 house. I showed them $250,000 in profit and they would not lend to me. They said, you can't be on the house. How long have you had it? So we had one year of 250,000 and the year before was 140,000. Profit or after? Profit, profit and loss. Gross profit. So not after taxes. So that's what I mean. after everything's done. Then what's that? I don't know. You could do the math. Enough, better than my $46,000 a year's wife's salary. So actually we should summarize what we talked about right before this, which is don't invest money you need later or need now, which is a great piece of advice. And then I'm trying to like get the thread of what the, the headline of this discussion piece of advice would be. If you're 18, go deal drugs and, uh, and don't go to college. So if you're 18, don't listen to anything Jake says. So to me, so here we can each summarize it. If I'm going to surmise it, my thing is to look at the amount of debt you're going to take on to get the degree that you want and look at the actual opportunities that'll come out with that. In Sam's opinion, most of them will not equate. 
most of the debt you will take on for most of the degrees that are offered at a university will not equate. That, that's where my head's at. And then the, the next thing is, if you go to college or not, gain soft skills, skills that are required to work in a team, communication, things that are not going to be taught necessarily, you know, directly from a specialty degree. And, and then I would look at like, if you are earning any income, find out what amount you can part with to invest. Um, again, I think that was going to be my biggest financial mistake. I maybe have a few others I could tell you guys about, but just flatly not investing. Those would be my biggest pieces of advice to walk away with whoever wants to go quick, next. I want a quick question before we go around the whole thing. Do you think it would make more sense to take out a bigger student loan and invest that money at a young age? No, terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Even, you'll, like, you're, uh, even like if you put it in the Vanguard, it's supposed to go up 10% every year versus your two or three percent interest rate but you're you're i mean the interest rate on student loan is like six and a half or seven percent yeah you're not getting if you're getting three percent on student loan you suck someone's dick yeah like i'd like i'd like to meet that guy because (laughs) i need to redo my student loan here i'll put it i'll put it for you reality jake is one that's super illegal so like when you get a loan based on something that you do there's requirements on that loan we just got an eidl loan for our company it would make the most sense for me to put all 400k into a Vanguard total index fund. Well, now I, that's illegal because our loan is three and a half percent. I'm going to make way more money in Vanguard every time, but it's illegal for me to do so. Probably. So I would imagine like student loans, like Navient is not going to let you do that because they're pieces of trash. Fuck you, Navient. I hope you hear this. Eat a dick. You just get money from them and tell them to go fuck themselves. Go fuck yourself, Navient. <laughs> Eat a dick and uh, die. You're ruining people's lives. No, Navient's not where I borrowed money from. I love them. KeyBank, you're awesome. Great. Love you guys. Friend of the show. Beautiful. Jacob. Friend of the show, KeyBank. Well, what? Yeah. Jacob, what's your piece of advice to, to, to drop this on us? Be smart as fuck. I'd say just do a little bit of educating yourself on compound interest and some of the options for investing. Um, That will give you a more um, fully fleshed out view of whatever you decide on. Um, I think any decision is defensible uh, in certain circumstances, but um, if you don't understand all that goes into it, uh, then it's you you can't know if you're making the right decision in your situation where are, um, some, where are some good spots they could get educated on those types of things Jacob in your experience uh, I love um, JL Collins has a great stock series um, yeah just yeah that's a really good one and then if you just google like compound interest, Google um, index fund, or watch our quick hitter videos. Um, I was waiting for that. If you guys couldn't tell, I was trying to make Jacob shamelessly plug himself, but I knew he wouldn't do it. So I was going to say, just just tune into our shit. Nobody is smarter on planet Earth than us at this stuff. (laughs) That's just science. Everybody knows that. Compound interest hard. 
And if you want to argue with me on that, good. Show me your points about how people are smarter than us on it because you don't have any because there's no study done. So we're smarter than everyone. Um, but honestly, like that ass guys, like join this because Jacob does have some awesome information that kind of breaks down things like compound interest and, and some complex statistical stuff into super simple models for us to understand. So I think you, you guys would learn from his advice. One other thing, we haven't really said anything that at least strikes my ears as totally cliche. Um, and uh, one of the things that I would recommend is just uh, watching a YouTube video uh, called Don't Follow Your Passions um, by Scott Galloway. It's fantastic. You know I'm gonna have to watch that now because I literally did the whole opposite of my whole life. I was actually, I actually wrote down because I wanted to bring this up. I wrote down, uh, do what you love and the money will come in quotes is complete bullshit. Like just do something that makes like, don't become a teacher. Don't become a social worker. Don't become a librarian because if you're really passionate about that, you're not going to listen to me anyway, and you're going to do it. And if you're like kind of him hawing, it's going to be a waste of education, do something else. And then like teach on the side librarian on the side social work on the side because those people are not paid enough for the service that they do and like make money and then have your life outside of work because everyone kind of just starts to hate work anyway and it's just a fact of life so make more money then retire and then you'll be one of those happy retired people all right sorry about global warming and uh, wait, can I can I uh, fully disagree with your statement, Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, because you're like dead ass wrong. You're looking at it from a wrong era. So like, I agree. If you're hamming and hawing about being a teacher and monetary gain is part of your value into that, how can you monetize being a teacher in any other way? Uh, entrepreneurial. You could be like Kevin McClintock who has 2.2 followers, 2.2 million followers on TikTok and literally teaches his lessons just on TikTok for people and makes more money on TikTok than he does being a teacher. And so like, that's when I talk about- Sounds monetizing. like a good, easy pathway for anyone to yeah. follow and succeed yeah. at. Right, so like you could say that for anything. Your pathway, by the way, bro, you being a fucking like math genius and like high level actuary passing those tests, that's not an easy path for anyone. So if you think your path was easy, like me or Jake could never do what you do. We would fail hard. So like I don't know. to say I don't that know when I ever said something like that. Didn't no, I'm just TikTok. saying when you say like that's a hard path to follow for somebody to get followed on TikTok, they think that equally same thing about doing complex statistical equations to get hired by a really awesome insurance company to get paid a lot of money to do so. That might be significantly harder for anyone to ever earn income in than to produce videos on what they love and just put it out into the market and let that market collect in $2,000 to $2,500 a month just on putting it out there. But like, that's what's crazy to me is so when like, we act like be, making money on social media is hard. Like making money as a fucking dentist is hard. I gotta like no dentist shit. I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta do so much. But right now I could go on social media tomorrow and talk about my passion and be able to drive income for that. That is not the only teacher that is on there doing phenomenal things on social media that can make money like that. So like, of course, I wanted to create a dichotomy and disagreement with Josh's statement. But like, I guess that's the way I looked at it. Like Josh could go on, man, if he could get permission to film him pulling two, 
teeths out, he could make shitloads of money. People would watch those videos endlessly. It would be, you guys would like be shocked. But like, dude cutting gums open, ripping teeth out, that shit would get watched tremendously on TikTok and Instagram. So I guess that's what I look at like, me going and putting my interest on social media and getting famous does not seem as hard as me becoming an actuary. Like, I just couldn't do it. I would die. So, so I don't know. I think there's a balance there. And of course, I picked the fucking single most successful TikToker to talk to you guys about his, you know, following. But I guess that's where, like, one of my arguments would be is, like, you know, you look at a guy like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who spent his time learning astrophysics and yet became social about it and now made money on it. Like, he went and changed. He's not just talking about that thing. He went and made it, a, like, a public thing and became an actor and so so i don't know i guess that's my argument on some of those things of when i look at like where you could earn income from is like there is other opportunities to follow your passion and earn income but there's also like ways to blow your fucking brains out because you went to go make money yeah i guess the it kind of goes back to like our personality whereas like sam you're like best case scenario person and i'm like what's the worst case scenario and how can i make that as livable as possible that's fair and I'll tell you guys, for anyone who also is the best case scenario person, just know you're going to get hit with like seven worst days of your life, like every other month. Like it's not, it's not like an, a constant positive, but it is like when it rebounds and I get to do something that like I want or express my feelings, like it does bring it back. So it does suck. There's a lot more consistency choosing another path. And I, anybody who does not like up and downs, do not listen to anything I'm saying. But, all right, so yeah, time Jake. for the for me. All right, we're over all this shit. You guys, wow, the I mean, you can leave here. the call. The entertainment, you can get right? off the call. Yeah. So here we go. Um, freaking negative, Carl. So this would be the answer. And when you're 18, did, did you right? forget again? Yeah, I did. What? No, so um, the answer is no matter what you do, you go to college. You go to the Marines, you decide just to go to real life, to your gap year. I don't care what it is. Work as many hours as you can, 40 hours a week at least. And just go at it and save as much money as you can and invest a little bit of it. Still go party, still have fun, still do everything you're supposed to do at a young age, but invest just two to three hundred dollars a month and that's it. And you're like, I can't work 40 hours a week. I'm doing a full class schedule. I worked, I did 17 credit hours, which is a, a full semester. And I also would did work 60 hours a week. And I also partied like four nights a week. So like, it's a hundred percent possible to have a college life and go to school full-time and do work full-time. So like, if you're not doing that, then you're an idiot. And two, you should be investing the money because then when you look back and you're 60 years old and your other friends are 60 years old and they're still looking at another, you know, 10 years of work and you're sitting there with a, with a fat stack because you invested at the age of 20 versus at the age of 30, you can say, thank you, Jake Evans, millennial idiots. You can go live it up when you can't walk around and you got a replaced hip. Sounds fucking great. Hey, I still partied when I was 18. It's not like I was like 
sacrificing my lifestyle. But, but you didn't do happened. anything you just told us to do. You didn't invest dick shit of your money. So look like at me now. Now I'm wishing I did. Why? Why not? I have more money. What would it do for you if it's just going to sit there? I'd be sitting there growing right now. No, you wouldn't to... do dick with it till you're 60. So I'll talk to you when you're 60 and see how much you enjoy your fucking nuts sitting there. And so you're wrong. I would take out the money that I put in because I can do that with my principal on an IRA. Dickhead. <laughs> so you would take out your $9,000 a year? I don't think you could invest that much in an IRA. Yes. Yeah, he's like 5,500 or 6,000. So, right now. super awesome principal you get with your six grand a year, which you should make at fucking the age of 30. It would be right now. Well, you should make that monthly, bitch. What's six grand 5, a year 000, is gonna do shit for you. What's 5,000 times 10? $50,000. That's my down payment on a house. After 10 years of investing, I just got a down payment on my house. I can take out while the rest of it's incurring interest or whatever that. Math. Couldn't you just make fifty thousand dollars in nine years? But it's it's not taxed, I guess. Is yeah. I mean, there's more benefits. What you're saying, I think in absolute terms that would be that'd be good. But it's just it's hard to convince an eighteen year old. You know, like get off TikTok, stop doing duets, and start investing. Actually, here's my advice because I gave it to myself: is the amount of time I spend looking at social media. It needs to be the amount of time I spend making social media. Mm-hmm. And I realized if I spent the same amount of time making social media as I spent on social media, I'd probably be rich by now. I spend a lot of time looking and analyzing far less production. And imagine if you did that in any profession, it would be a horrible idea. Well, let me look at your mouth for four weeks and then I'll spend one hour on it. Are you talking about corporate America and meetings? I think that's a different thing. It's also the same thing. Um, so we don't need to keep this going too long. If people got to go, uh, I could sit here and talk forever about this topic because I think it's awesome. One I thing I wanted to follow yeah, up on, yeah. Jake said, get off TikTok and invest. Stop doing your stupid duets. Um, that, that, I don't think I said that. That, that was me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, said, uh, I would just say that investing doesn't have to be difficult or time consuming. Um, and I think that in a lot of ways, the simplest route is the um, most effective. So JL Talon's series will uh, elucidate that. Yeah. I agree with that. And as much as I hate it, it's correct. Investing should be complicated and super difficult to figure out. And it's not. And I'll tell you guys, the more you listen to one idiots, you'll learn that. I want you to think it's complicated. It's not. It's very simple, but you're going to want to complicate it. And that's why I suggest you avoiding things like Robin Hood and public, because you're going to be looking at a lot of things that don't matter to you or that you're not skilled enough to, to produce. I speak this from experience. Um, anybody got any final thoughts? I wish I cool. knew an 18 year old. <laughs> no, so hopefully, hey, hopefully if you guys are in high school or anybody is 18 and sees this, like we would love to hear your opinions on what you guys think and, and what you know if you're a boomer you can shut your mouth you have no idea what it's like to live in today's society so shut up and don't talk to us you're wrong that's not um if you're gen not, x you guys kind of know but you really don't because you're dumb as well and you all went to college for cheap anyone after that we would love to hear your opinions on uh you know what it is like to live in this society jake fire away what you were saying i was just gonna say how creepy that just sound josh i wish i knew an 18 year old 
That's so many years ago. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say that. that all, that's not creepy. 18-year-old is a fully respectable adult. So, like, let's be clear. If they can go to prison, they can get student loans. They can also, we can talk to them. as They can't get straight. mortgages, though, because they don't have a credit limit. They could get mortgages if their daddy's rich. No, they couldn't. You have to have established credit. You can't have established credit. At you don't think rich daddies establish their kids' credit, you dumb fuck. I don't think you can. Yes, you can. Absolutely, you can establish a child credit. I don't think you can. I think at 18 is when it starts. Nope. Betty, my what not. evidence do you have? <laughs> Sam, we, we all know you only have one nut. <laughs> right, but I only have a right nut, so he doesn't know that because he can't take my left nut. Here it is, all Jake. Right. We, we should we should wrap this up. No, yeah, we're so it up right we've been so trying to. If, like if Sam's right, we end it. If Sam's wrong, we end it. God damn it. So we end it either way because so you can only own a credit card outright as an 18-year-old. You can be an authorized user, which can gain you credit and earn you status at 14 years old. <laughs> that means I win. That's not what that means. And he's out. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're ending it. All right.